We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Now, it's Real Life Lending with your host, financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great evening. Welcome to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. If you guys are new listeners to the show, we're celebrating our fifth year on the air. We started on a little station up in the Sacramento area and continuously grown to a few stations throughout Northern California. And that's thankful because all of you, the consumers that have finally found a place where you can find out what you can do and what you can't do in a real estate transaction. I started this show uh, because of my just sheer frustration, what I was hearing, especially during the downturn uh, about how banks were evil. Uh, real estate was a terrible investment. We were never going to see the equity highs that we saw uh, at, the, at the height back uh, 10 years ago. So I wanted to create a, a venue and a outlet for you, the consumer, to call, ask questions, get the truth about what you can do and what you can't do. We all know that in California, especially Northern California, you can't swing a dead cat uh, without hitting a real estate agent or a lender. And all you PETA folks, please don't call or write. But I, I uh, and I got that from my father. But and we all have that barber's cousin's uncle that used to have his license in 1996 and almost closed three transactions, giving everybody advice. So this is a place we live and breathe this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years. I currently run the um, whole northern region for Essex Mortgage. We are a direct lender. But the best part of my job is sitting across a kitchen table from you folks, either whether it's getting you into your first home, your first investment property, or maybe even that first large commercial property, because we've had some listeners celebrate that milestone this year as well. Uh, in studio today, I have Miss Jessica Couch. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Good evening. Keeping busy. Remind everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, full-time realtor. My real passion is helping people with uh, make, make money with their money on investment properties and uh, grow their portfolio. Yeah, I know we have a ton of investors that listen to the show, and I know we're probably going to bring up some properties towards the end. I am. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Those of you that aren't familiar with Essex Mortgage yet, we've been in business. We're celebrating our 31st year. We fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. It doesn't make us a, a big box bank. We're thankful for that every day. A little more common sense underwriting, some some little different uh, products that you might not have heard of. But we look at ourselves, the owner, it's a privately owned company, the owner. Uh, Mr. Roland Whedon is a former professor, started uh, in the mortgage industry in 1986, uh, took that educational philosophy and built this company around it. We look at ourselves as educators to tell you what's possible based on your financial situation because nobody's the same and help you, at least give you the power and the education to help you make the decision that probably fits best for your family on one of the largest investments you're going to make. So again, we have a ton of ways to get a hold of us. And again, the show's all about you. You are the engine that makes it run. The easiest way for you to get questions answered today is text them to 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. Uh, we also have our website, reallifelending.com. But I also want all of you listening right now to jump on Facebook, 
uh, go search for Real Life Lending Radio Show and hit like. You can follow us, contact us, maybe give me a topic for a show you'd like to hear because I get texts throughout all week during the weekend, and we're going to get to some of those questions uh, a little bit later on in the show. Jessica, what's going on in the real estate side? Still busy, still very, very busy. We are seeing a, a lot of folks downsizing, moving from their larger home into a smaller home, which is a you know creates a problem we'll talk about later. You mean all those questions that I get? Hey, I'll wait till next spring to list my house because uh, it's really the slow season. It's not true. Not in this market right now. We we still have limited inventory, and I'm I'm getting uh, a lot of folks into contract on smaller homes and getting them out of their larger homes. Right. Um, you know, we, we were pushing on this for May and you know, June, and now they've made the decision. Now that we're in September, you know, mid September to get on the market. It's and- kind of funny you mention that. You know, I, I have an article here. Um, and the title is Bay Area Buyers Make the Nation's Largest Down Payments. But the one that tied in with just what you just said, that's what I get for not looking what I'm picking yeah. up. <laughs> uh, baby boomers are in no hurry to downsize homes. And we talk about it all the time because mm-hmm. we have first-time home buyers. And with sitting, I have files and files on my desk of listeners and, and clients and past clients and referrals that are ready to buy, willing to buy, are pre-approved and ready to buy, not just pre-qualified. They've been fully pre-approved and ready to buy. But we don't have that first-time home buyer inventory because right. at least the trend is, is that people are staying in their homes longer. And you know, if you listen to all the real estate pundits out there, and I hate that word pundit, got sick of it during the election. Uh-huh. Uh, anybody that has an opinion is a pundit. Uh, but uh, they're saying that housing, is, the trend is to mass movement of baby boomers who are leaving their large single-family homes where they raise their family and moving in droves to smaller homes. That's a bunch of BS because what we're seeing is we have a national uh, survey that said um, baby boomers who live uh, in single-family homes have actually increased between 2006 and 2012. And that 90% of baby boomers in a recent AARP survey um, said they want to stay in their homes as long as possible. I do believe that. 90%. I believe it. That's just uh, it's astonishing to me. Um, but, hey, we're living longer. People are happy. And, and you know what? And there's, they, they think that a couple things are tying to them. Maybe they refinanced a couple years ago mm-hmm. and they have a 3% interest rate. And they know that they're not going to get that if they move. So they're looking at the financial aspect of that. They also be me looking that, because, you know, in our industry, there's always rumblings of a bubble, uh-huh. right? What are your thoughts on that? Any truth? I, I don't think we're going to see it. I do think that the writing's on the wall for a lot of these folks with bigger homes that are thinking of downsizing. They are thinking this may be their last opportunity. We've seen prices surpass where we were in 2005 and 2006 for mm-hmm. several neighborhoods. Let and, me stop there. I want to yeah. say that again. Because all those people that used to tell us, you're never going to get your equity back. It's gone forever. We are 5 to 10% higher than we were during the boom. In several neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and again, and I'm sorry to interrupt, you no, were no. saying? Yeah, I mean, it's just a fa- it's just, it's amazing time to sell, right? Absolutely. And if they were thinking about downsizing or going into that single level, now is a great time to do it. And, and the margins still work. They are buying high, but they're also selling high. So I, I don't think we're going to see any huge change until we see really interest rates go up and then some stabilization, which, yeah. I mean, our na- national average is, is what? For our yeah, 8 to 20%, high threes, right? Yeah, I mean, for, I, oh, I meant for the appreciation. I mean, oh, yeah. Even I if mean, we go back to a regular market. It depends. You know, we're 5 to 7% is a normal market. You know, if you're in a bit northern Northern California, we're seeing you know, and I'll give, let's give some stats because you know Contra Costa County, uh, which is a huge and it covers you know the Danville area as well as some of the Brentwood and Antioch areas. But median sales price is six hundred twenty-seven thousand. We're up eleven point eleven percent from year to year sales. 
So um, above an eight. 16.5% month to month from last month. Wow. And this is August numbers for from July to August. Um, unsold inventory about 1.9 months, meaning that if nobody puts another house on the market, everything will be gone in about just under two months. And listen to this. Median time on market. I'm going to say less than 30 days. 13 days huh? in Contra Costa County. I believe it. Um, let's go to Alameda. Alameda County, again, these are August uh, numbers. Median price, 867.5, um, up 6, 6.5% year to year, 12, almost 13% from last month, from July to August. Unsold inventory, about 1.6 months. Again, 13 days on the market. That's astonishing. Yeah, well, I think if you're priced appropriately, 13 days is just about right. For well, let's this talk market. about that. And we've got some other counties to look at, but if your house is not selling, it is not priced it's right. It's unique or it's not, it's not it's, priced it's right. Unique. It's location it's, or it's not priced right. It's unique and it's not priced right. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that that kind of started the beginning of the so called selling season, right? Everybody right. thought it was last year where it was a frenzy and you were getting, you know, 10, 20% from the previous mm-hmm. year in certain demographics. And, you know, we saw some price reductions early on uh, in the spring and the summer. And But you're right. If it's not priced right it, it, right now, there's no reason why it shouldn't sell. Well, and what you just said, we were seeing these margins of 10, 20%. Mm-hmm. Remember, this was sellers pricing their homes appropriately right. with comparable sales. What we have now are homeowners saying, well, if comparable sale is eight, then I want eight fifty. Exactly. So we are we are jumping that comp and I think that's what's resulting in, in some of these folks having to chase the the market the other direction. And I want to make a note on that folks. Um, I know that we're all spoiled in Northern California and I'm from the Bay Area. I do a lot of business throughout Northern California. We opened a new branch down in Santa Cruz and we've got loan officers throughout the state. Um, and if you call from the show you'll work with me directly. That's one of the things I promise all the listeners. However, um, I do know that we're we, we're a little bit different than the rest of the, the nation, and we're spoiled. But you can still price your 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 property a little too high. Absolutely. Unless you live within a mile from the Apple Complex, <laughs> right? Right. And right. you know you can ride your bike there to work, and it's a teardown. You're going to get two million dollars for it. Um, but a lender will only lend on the appraised value, not the purchase price. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come up with a lot of cash, and that probably. Is, is a good uh, is a good reason, and I got an article on how Bay Area makes the nation's largest down payments. But let's go to San Mateo County. Okay. Uh, August stats: uh, median sale price one point three seven five million, down almost eight percent year to year. San Mateo. Wow. Um, unsold inventory one point seven months. That's strange. Down year to year, but we're up six percent from la- from July to August. Wow! So it's a unique uh, twist. I wonder what's causing that. If you're an agent in the San Mateo uh, County, give us a call. Nine two five two zero three five eight zero eight. Median time on market eleven days. That that's part screaming. Is not surprising, right? A little over a week. You're selling your house. Be prepared to move. Let me ask you a question, Jessica. As an agent, does that put some pressure on finding a replacement home? It depends on you know who you're working with and how they structure it. A lot of times, if I'm working with somebody you know elderly and they need some more time, I'll, I'll tie that in and say they need a 30 day free rent back. That's what right. we're looking for, and then we can arrange that for them. But I walk in with buyers all the time on properties where there's there's not a plan. You see people that are really struggling, and and the, the last thing I want to see as a buyer's when I come in with a buyer is a seller that is making their sale contingent upon finding a replacement property. Now I'm tied to you. Find 
finding a property, right. and that's not a good position for my buyer. And it's the, it's the thing we're you know being a direct lender, we're closing, believe it or not, <clears throat> full loans from application to keys, eighteen days, twenty days. I mean, it can be done, and a lot of times we're waiting for everybody else to to, to catch up. Often sellers, yes. Absolutely. Again, we have uh, Marin County median sale price is one point two oh seven million, up just under over nine and a half percent year to year down July to August. Wow. Uh, 39 days on market. That is surprising. I wonder what's going on in Marin. I think it's a much more laid back community. I would agree. You know, uh, it, the homes are unique and maybe on acreage. So that has a tendency to stay on the market longer. All right, folks, again, our text line, 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. My name's Eric Olofsky McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. We'll be right back after this. It's real life lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky McKay. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name's Eric. I'm here with Jessica. Jessica, before we forget, I want to make sure we give everybody your contact information out. How does somebody get a hold of you if they hear something, a property that they want to see, or maybe they want to hear about some of the things you do as a listing agent? Why don't you go ahead and remind, because I know you do some special things that uh, that kind of set you apart from other real estate. Well, thank you. I do. Um, I think one of the things is going in and making sure people are not overwhelmed and that they know what's going to happen day to day to get their house on the market, which usually consists of having everything clean top to bottom, staged, uh, often have a handyman, landscaper come in, and they don't put out a dime for any of this. Then we get professional photos, right. obviously radio mention. We do something special around your whole neighborhood. We bring a lot of traffic. We've got some ways to do that. And then open houses every single weekend until we're on contract. And if we're priced appropriately, that should be two to three weeks in this right. market. Um, so I think that's something special and, and unique because it's a it's a big deal to put your house on the market, especially if you're looking for that second residence. You're moving up or you're moving down. There's a lot of moving parts. And if this isn't something you live and breathe and you're doing seven days a week, it's out of your normal. And it's a it's a reason that can cause a lot of stress. Right. And so, you're you're throughout Northern California. And I you, am. We've had listeners, folks, and I just want to, we've had listeners call and want to see property in Fresno. That Jessica's run down and shown for investment property. And we'll continue to. I'm out for a deal. <laughs> uh, so so when you hear me announce that 10% cap rate tonight and you want to chat about it, my uh, best way to reach me is 916-532-8916. Cool. And you know, let's touch base on that because what I'm seeing as a lender, and I look at a lot of contracts for a lot of years, and the contingent offer all but went away mm-hmm. You know, after the downturn because right. people wanted their money. They didn't want to take any chances. There were a lot of cash offers there. People were willing to take less money mm-hmm. than a could contingent offer. Um, I'm seeing those back again. What's the best way to structure an offer with a contingent or are you seeing them getting accepted? We are getting them accepted. Yes. Uh, I think part of it has to do with you making sure, you know, as a lender that they're pre-approved, calling the listing agent, making sure that they know that they're strong. You can close in 21 days. Mm -hmm. Um, I always write my offers. on the radio show, (laughs) washing their car. I'll do anything to get your offer accepted. Foot rubs. I draw the line there. No, I think we are getting them accepted. Absolutely. I think one, it's having a qualified team, you know, knowing that they're really pre-approved, you can really close within the set sure. amount of time. I'm um, having a realistic contingency period that, you know, we can shorten if needed mm-hmm. um, and making them feel really comfortable finding out what they need so we can make sure that we're, which oftentimes is a full price offer, even on a house that's been sitting a little longer. Right. Like we have a gallon contract right now. The house was sitting for 52 days. And I think that's really important. You know, buying a house is an emotional thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we all go along with our clients from the emotional ride. You know, we, we get those calls, we get those frantic calls, we, we prepare everybody, and we do a lot of the legwork on the front end, especially if you're thinking, of, you know, one of the things 
that you should know is if you're renting right now, you need to make this year the last year you pay your landlord's mortgage. And we're going to talk about that a little later. But one of the things about the contingent offer is that, you know, we're seeing that more and more and more. And that just means that people are moving up and moving down. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I think it's not, you know, not in that demographic of that baby boomer, but, but first time home buyers now have kids, want a larger house. They're growing, they're growing up. They want to move closer to mom or dad. I think it's a great time, especially to utilize. And what I'm seeing, believe it or not, I have a jumbo file, a million and a half dollar purchase. um, And we're getting 3% credit for closing costs Wow! on a jumbo loan. That's terrific. Which a jumbo purchase, which is surprising. And, and that's happening in all demographics, even on the small stuff too. And, and that's, it's that, you know, anything under the $400,000 mark is usually really competitive, right? You're right. 30, 40 offers on those, those, those uh, purchases. So, but again, we're seeing them and, and we've closed transactions where people have used down payment assistance and all the cost of them was a cost of an appraisal. Oftentimes. Yep. And I think the, the benefit of that when we're helping a buyer is I know what those um, I know what those buyers are after. I know how it works. I know how to make it work. So when I'm representing the seller, which I do, you know, just as often, a little off, a little more often than mm-hmm. buyers, I have that um, perspective to bring and make sure that my sellers know this is a you know good offer as long as it's verified and they're pre-approved. If they're using down payment assistance, they, they really have a need for this house and that could outweigh the cash that they're bringing to the table for skin in the game. So I, I certainly don't want to overlook an offer that could be our best offer because they're using something like a down payment assistance program. Yeah. And, and I know that a lot of our, uh, people that are listening to the show are investors and, and buying larger homes and using down payment assistance and, and the, and most of the, a lot of the Bay Area is not going to factor in, but, but if you are renting right now and your hurdle is down payment, we have a grant program and a down payment assistance program that you can make as much as you want. Uh, there's no limitation on income. A lot of the other programs have limits to them, which obviously with an income limit comes income per, uh, uh, purchase limits, right? Sure, sure. Uh, as far as the type of house. So there are things away and programs that we have that I want you to make. I mean, my friend Phil Cowan is happy, fortunate enough to do my ad for me. But, you know, we have programs. Don't let down payment be a hurdle. And the best thing you can do right now is if you're renting, you know, just give me a call, 916-806-0606. Let's get together. Let's get your information in. Let's get you fully underwritten, fully pre-approved and educated for when you go out and buy that house. All right, folks, we're coming up on our break at the half. My name's Eric Ilofsky mckay I'm here with, here with Jessica Couch. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert Eric Ilofsky mckay all right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name's Eric. I'm here with Jessica. We're talking real estate and finance. Again, our text line, 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. I got a text question from Mike. It says, Eric, I purchased my home six months ago. Major rehab. Want to refinance. Is there a wait period? It's a good question. Absolutely not. Um you know, especially if you're maybe you bought with an FHA loan because there were debt to income limits and they pushed you out of a, a conventional program, or maybe your credit score wasn't as high and it, your FHA payment was cheaper when you purchased that. FHA is a great tool, okay? Um, but the absolute the question is absolutely yes. The biggest thing would be, regardless of you, whether you bought that, how much you put down, my advice would be let's try to get rid of the, the private mortgage insurance if you have any. If not, let's get you out uh, in a lower, probably depends on where you bought um, and what your rate is. Um, there are, and one of the things I want to mention is if you bought using an FHA loan in the last 12 months, 
uh, because of one reason or another. I think there is some great pro- programs that have come out. You know, Fannie and Freddie changed their debt-to-income ratio. They raised them from 45 to 50. So a lot of those times, the debt-to-income ratio is what pushed a lot of people to FHA loans. And what's the biggest, the worst thing about FHA loans, Jessica? Premium mortgage, mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is lifetime or until you sell that property or refinance out of it. So with that said, before rates start climbing up, which they are, um, they have a high loan-to-value refinance called Home Ready and Home Possible. It's both, they're both relevant to Franny and Freddie. But they will allow you to – there's a max, there's a cap on hits for FICO score. There's a lower mortgage insurance premium. And what's the best thing about a conventional loan is mortgage insurance will fall off on its own without refinancing or selling your property. So if you want to learn about this new product and the new debt-to-income ratio guidelines, give me a call. Work with me directly, 925-203-5808, 925 08. Good question, Mike. Um, anything else you want to touch on on real estate right now? Let me think. Got another text question here that's kind of speaks to you. Um, everybody's always asking. There's a couple here, Jessica, uh, from Mary and Juanita asking about uh, price reduction. Um, agents asking for it, when to say when. Kind of covered that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, not, so. it's not selling; it's not priced right, or I would agree. next to the train tracks, yep. or or there's something, some other issue with the property. Yeah, ultimately, um, it all comes back to pricing, though. And I think one of the things that we do when we go through to price a property is look at uh, what the others that are similar model matches with similar upgrades have sold within. So you may be in a neighborhood that's selling, you know, within 30 days. So maybe you don't need to do a price reduction after seven days. Maybe you need to give it three weekends of open houses. Yeah, you know, a great, you know, give Jessica a call and have her run some comps and see where and other opinions on where that property should be priced. Sure. Um, because I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, that that does, yes. Not Nothing against you, Jessica, but there are a lot of agents out there that will go out and, and promise moon and the stars just to get the listing, to get their sign up. I, I try to uh, forewarn people about and, that. And it's it's unfortunate because you never want to chase the market. Right. right. Um, so that's a good question. Um, what's going on with rates? You know, I, I, everybody that yes. listens to the show knows I hate to talk about interest rates. They're all so specific based on you and your FICO score and everything else. When you hear those ads on the radio, less than 2% of the people that are listening can qualify for those rates. So you'll never hear rates quoted here with us. Um, but one of the things I think uh, that we're in a position now where, you know, the Fed is going to meet Wednesday. We're kind of near the recent highs for this year, and nothing really happened today. We're going to have the Fed meet on Wednesday. I don't expect them to raise interest rates. Anything, any any verbiage that, you know, it's all about what they say and how they say it is what moves our market. I don't think um, – I, th- I think we're on a steady level. I don't think we're going to see the, any, the the Fed raise their interest rates. And again, folks, you heard it here. The Fed rate has nothing to do with mortgage rates. Nothing to do with mortgage rates. Those are short-term, long, uh, short-term banking rates for borrowing money. Mortgage rates are long-term rates. What happened when the Fed raised their rates the last two times? Mortgage rates dropped to their lowest period of that year. So they are not the same. Don't believe the hype. All right, we're coming up on another break. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric Ilofsky-McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch, and today we're talking real estate lending and just about the whole gamut. Again, our text line, 
916-806-0606. Those of you that are investors listening, I know you've been waiting. Jessica's got a few properties. Because you know what, Jessica? We we have a lot of investors listen to the show. Some of them are multi-million dollar buyers. Some of them are first-time investors that want to find the best cap rate. Because what are you earning on your money market in the bank? You know, 1% if, yeah. if you're lucky. Right. It's taxable. Right. Um, so one of the things that we do as investors ourselves is find property that cash flow that can provide 7, 8, 10, 15% return on the money. And, you know, the biggest hurdle that we have, at least I have, is to make sure that you understand and realize that the investment that you're buying is not the place you would live. It's a it's an ATM. It's you're getting somebody to pay off a debt, and you're creating an asset and a valued asset, mm-hmm. and a uh, accelerated asset of quality and income and appreciation. You're having an appreciating asset, right? Um, it's not what you pay for the property and how you factor in your rate of return. It's what you put down, the cash you lay out, your closing costs, your down payment. That is what you. That is what you're investing, not the purchase price of the house. Can you run us through that calculation on the rate of return so that – I'm sorry, like catch you completely <laughs> off guard with that. But I, I look at everything as a cap rate, and I think that is and, – and, of course, the cap rate we, we figure sure. out with the net rent, um, what our net rent is divided by that property. But I think you made a really important point with your rate of return. It's what you're putting down for the property, mm-hmm. what your closing costs are, and your total amount of cash out of pocket. Where is that cash making you money well, elsewhere? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, because here's the thing. Let's say you're putting, you know, got a friend that's looking at a a duplex. You and I have, have closed a lot of duplexes, right? Right. To say two, three hundred thousand dollars range, three hundred thousand. Okay. They're putting seventy five thousand dollars down. Okay? okay, that's that, and their closing costs. So they're into it eighty grand. Okay, okay. So eighty thousand dollars is their in, or let's just make it a hundred, just for okay. the current. Okay? okay, they're making. Uh, they're making $3,000 a month on that property. Their mortgage payments, $1,500 a month. Okay. Okay, so they're making extra $1,500 a month. Their cost of cash flow is $1,500 a month per mm-hmm. year after all their expenses, mortgages, taxes, insurance, and everything else. So $1,500 times uh, 12 months, 1500 times 12, you're making $18,000 a year. Okay. So $18,000 a year on $80,000. Um, you're making, uh, 80,000, 10% would be, you're making roughly 12% on your money. And, and so we are comparing this to where else that money could be making something similar. And, and you just told us that the money market is making 1%, correct? correct. So your options are the money market that you also can't see or touch or feel. You're not living there either. Or a duplex property in this scenario where you could be making 12% with that same amount of cash. Yeah, you're, you're, you're. You're probably making or ten. That scenario, you're making about twelve, fourteen, fourteen percent, okay, on your money. But that's just not the end of it, okay. Sure. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the appreciating value of the asset. That three hundred thousand okay. dollar house. Let's say it's, you know, it's it's not in the Bay Area. It's only earning five percent. So that three hundred thousand dollar house, and uh, and is now worth three three fifteen in next year. So you've got an appreciating asset. You're making money on the money you invested. And obviously there's cost. There's a vacancy factor. Those are very simple numbers. But I tell you what, if you're a new investor and you're looking at um, thinking about buying property, I have all the cool graphs, bells and whistles and charts and pie charts to help you identify exactly what your rate of return is going to be Mm -hmm. and walk you through that. Um, because not only, uh, you know, as a broker and, and I understand the real estate because I hang out with you guys all the time. Right. But I also know the value of money and what it takes to actually, and the unforeseen things that can come up in buying investment sure. property. 
Learn from my stupid mistakes, okay? Don't, don't make them yourself. So there's a whole wealth of knowledge and information that I can. I've closed thousands of real estate transactions through the years. And I think that uh, that's what gives us an edge. And we can look long-term, uh, especially buying investment property. How long, what's your hold period? Five years? You're buying it for income? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to pay it off? Mm-hmm. I have an investor that wants to buy. He wants to put 15-year loans on everything. He's going to retire in 15 years. He wants to get everything free and clear, so he's just going to get positive cash flow. It's an amazing plan, but this goes back to finding out what your clients' needs are and analyzing for them specifically, not a one-size-fits-all. And I hate to see people get in the position where they're out buying from a realtor who doesn't have an investment property, doesn't know how to analyze an investment property, doesn't know what numbers they're pulling, what numbers to look for, what those variables are. I hate to see people get hung up because they didn't have a good experience working with someone. Yeah, and if you guys, and I know some of you guys have calculators out there, I know that that rate of return on that example I gave you was closer to 20%, but I, I, you know, in realistic terms... Um, it, it's it's really easy to factor that in. I, I think that a realistic number is eight to twelve percent on your money uh, when you factor in vacancy and everything else that goes into owning and, and factoring vacancy. Vacancy factors those months that when your people aren't paying you rent when sure, you sure. when you somebody moves out and somebody moving in and you're advertising. So um, you know it's 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 great to have be able to help and I. I love helping somebody make money mm-hmm. in real estate. Nothing um, more satisfying. We have, I have a client uh, in the Bay Area that bought, that continually to buy uh, duplexes and multi-units, and then all of a sudden he sold them all and he bought a 20-unit apartment complex because it's a natural progression. And right. It's, it's an awesome feeling. And, and again, learn from my mistakes. <laughs> My two cents is always free. You've got some property. We got a I minute do. before this break, so we're going to go on this break in the next next segment. Let's talk about some properties. Okay, I've got one in um, Oak Park. It's a decent area of Oak Park, which, in my opinion, is up and coming and has been for some time. And um, this property is listed at two hundred twenty five thousand, and my cap rate, based on what your future rents could be according to market value, is a ten percent cap rate. Ten percent. Um, I have another one in Oak Park that would give you a seven point nine percent, and it's listed just a little bit higher. And one in uh, Colonial Heights that would give you just shy of a seven percent cap rate. Good up and coming neighborhood. What's your number again? Nine one six five three two eight nine one six. All right, we're going to touch base on those again after the break. Again, folks, if you hear anything that interests you on the show, jump on the website reallifelending.com. We'll make sure that you get a hold of Jessica. Uh, we'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. We're your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. Again, our text line is 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. Again, Jessica, how does somebody reach you if they want to see one of those properties or any property that's out there? Uh, 916-532-8916. Absolutely. And if you folks are thinking about listing or thinking maybe about buying, you know, one of the things we can do is we, we, we have a team, like everybody here, that we can help with that. So please give us a call, contact us. We Let us educate you on the best way to actually go about that and how to put the best amount of money in your pocket. That's, that's what we agreed, do. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's analyzing the whole picture for our clients. All right. We've got a question from Dave. Um, says, I heard you speak about PACE loans. Um, I don't remember what you said. <laughs> well, <clears throat> PACE loans are the hero loans are basically the the uh, energy efficient uh, loans that, that companies will sue. They'll, they'll, they'll come in 
replace your HVAC. They're called a lot of different acronyms here in California. And I spoke about this a few months ago, and I had a lot of people that called and didn't like what I was saying. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody what those are. And those are the the tools, the ways to finance, I hate to use that word, uh, home improvements like new roof, uh, solar is a big one, you know, the, the purchase of solar panels uh, or HVAC or any energy efficient that falls into that category that, that this program or these programs will help you. One of the things that I want to caution folks about is that they're sold as a, as a loan and it's not really a loan. Okay. There are, it's paid through property tax. It's a tax assessment. Mm-hmm. So that means that your property is going to have a higher tax base than the house across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes priority, that tax assessment, because it's a property tax, it takes priority over your first mortgage, over your second mortgage, and anything else on title. So if you don't pay it, they're the ones that are going to take your house. Um, and it's not really a loan. It's not federally regulated. There's no truth in lending. There's no respite. There's no proof you can pay the higher tax bill. There's well, none of that underwriting available. I also found that when you go to pay them off, they will not uh, allow a total payoff until the next installment of taxes are paid from your new buyer, which could cost you an extra you know, half installment of whatever your taxes run for the Two year. Two things. Most of them will never, won't allow you, they'll have to be paid off at sale. I have a, a client that were, unfortunately were getting divorced and thought they were going to have about $100,000 worth of equity in their property and go their separate ways and split it. Well, it turns out their $90,000 PACE assessment uh, on a title uh, had to be paid prior to close. It couldn't be assumable, mm-hmm. which, which what buyer would want to pay higher taxes right. than, than the house across the street. Um, so they end up in a short sale position after you know sales commissions. Mm. Uh, be very, very careful. There are other ways to finance those. Those are great things to do to your house. Great Saving money is always great. But here's another thing. It's technology. You're buying technology. And it's a 20-year commitment usually in those assessments. Are you using the same cell phone you had 20 years ago? No. No, technology changes. It's a 20-year commitment to higher taxes that you're paying for that technology. Uh, so just be careful. Um, there's Again, there's no verification of ability to repay. That's all. That's my two thoughts on it. And we've seen enough with refinances or sales of, of these being really big problems mm-hmm. for uh, – uh, this the transaction. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, like the taxes. You know, these folks thought they were going to come out with a certain amount of money. Turns out we're eight thousand dollars shy of that because this they won't uh, they won't forgive that money until the next installment of taxes is paid by the buyer that isn't it isn't even out to pay Absolutely. yet. Uh, hey, Jessica, we're coming up on the end of the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Your contact info one more time. Uh, 916-532-8916. All right, folks. And we are continuously growing. If you're a real estate agent or a lender, uh, NMLS lender in the Bay Area, give me a call. We have new offices starting all the time. And more importantly, if you're a listener that want to go through our fully underwritten pre-approval process or you want to start looking to get pre-approved to buy that property, give me a call. Work with me directly. 916-806-0606. 916-806-0606. Have a great week. We'll see you next time on Real Life Lending.